0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Unyielded, Thriving No Matter What. I'm your host, Bobby Kaler, and I'm so happy that you've joined us. Part of what drives my coaching career, and by extension, this podcast, is to provide hope, knowledge, and assurance that we can all be more fulfilled and successful if we choose. I believe that there is tremendous power in choice. We are confronted with choices from the time we wake up in the morning until the time our heads hit the pillow at the end of the day. Will I choose to believe in possibilities for myself? Or will I choose to believe in my limitations? Will I choose courage? Or will I choose fear? Will I choose to listen to those who believe in me? Or will I choose to listen to those who doubt me and tell me that I'm not good enough? Will I choose to do the work that I know that I need to do in order to move towards my desired future? And will I choose that consistently every day, not just once or not just for a couple of weeks, but every day for the long haul? I spent about 10 years of my life recovering from an illness that one doctor said I only had a 3% chance of recovering. And here's what I learned. I had to choose possibilities even when I wasn't even fully sure of what those could be. I had to choose courage. I had to choose to listen to those who believed that I would recover. And I had to do the tedious, grinding work that at the beginning seemed so bleak and so far away from any sort of desirable future. But I knew one truth. If I did nothing, nothing would change. And at least I was going to give myself a chance at a desirable future. This podcast was created to help you make the choices that will propel you towards your desired future. So, what are we waiting for? Let's get to this week's episode. My guest today is the founder of Morning Upgrade, a business dedicated to raising the awareness of morning routines and personal development. He is also a co-owner in Ballantyne, his family's marketing agency and roofing company. And as if that's not enough, he's also a real estate investor. He lives in New Jersey with his wife and three daughters. So he's a pretty busy person. His name is Ryan Cote, and I cannot wait for you to meet him. Ryan, thank you so much for joining me here.
1: Hey, Bobby. Excited to be here.
0: Let's just jump right in. Why don't you tell us a little bit about, about you, about your backstory, and then we will take it from there.
1: Yeah. So, all right. I live in New Jersey. Been here my whole life except for college, uh, Pennsylvania for four years. And i married for mm, 16 years, and I've got three daughters, 12, 10, and 7.
0: Oh, my goodness. Uh, all girls.
1: Yeah, it's a lot. Honestly, it's a, it's it's really a lot. With all the sports <laughs> now, I'm starting to get overwhelmed. But it's also fun. So never bored. Yeah. So that, that's me on the personal note. And uh on the business front, I work with my family in a marketing agency called Ballantine. Uh, I own the company with my two brothers, my uncle. We started a roofing business a year ago as a just a, an experiment. And then I've got uh and that's going it's going well. We're looking forward to next year, see how that goes. And then I've got morning upgrade. Morning upgrade, it's a business. Uh but it's more of a passion project. It's a blog, it's a podcast, a book. I'm actually even journaling lately about where I want to take it next year. Cause I do want to turn it into like a, a major revenue stream. I just don't have like the clear vision of what that looks like yet. But in the meantime, yeah. I'm just putting out content and trying to build up the brand and having a lot of fun with it.
0: That's cool. That's really cool. Okay. So, well, let's jump into the morning, the morning upgrade, because I know you said that's your passion project. So and that started for you, what, 2017, something like that.
1: Well the morning routines did the morning upgrade actually started right when the pandemic started April 2020 okay caged like at home like a caged animal just had a lot of time to think and <laughs> and uh too
0: much time <laughs>
1: yeah. and uh just had a lot of clarity as to or I had the idea just to start this this you know this passion project but my morning routine started 2017 you okay. know yeah, was going through a lot of hard things in the business and I uh, felt very flustered and was just honestly just trying to figure out what to do, what to fix, including myself. And that's when I came into, have you ever heard of Miracle Morning with Hal Elrod? Yeah. I think I feel like everyone has, right? But yeah, I just happened to hear him on a podcast. I think it was on the Mike Dillard podcast, which now I'm remembering that. And I was like, oh, I should try something like that. And that sent me down this five-year rabbit hole that has turned into morning <laughs> upgrade and who knows what else.
0: <laughs> that's cool though. So what is your morning routine?
1: Okay, so my morning routine, it's changed. I I used to do Miracle Morning and I've adapted it, involved it to my liking. I, you know, with the crazy house that I live in, you know, I need to keep it to like 30 minutes. And I, you know, Mm -hmm. I try to wake up before the kids, of course, but I still want a short abbreviated routine, you know, that still fills my cup. And so, yeah, I've been doing more morning routines for a while. So I kind of have a sense as to what that is because like, you know, with my podcast, I'm up to 114 episodes, not quite where you're at, But uh, catching up, right? We're right there, and so I get to hear about everyone's morning routines, and so it's really fascinating. Such different stuff from ice baths to just simply walking their dog and cleaning up any garbage they see to red light therapy to you know specific types of journaling. But what I was, what I'm saying is that there's so many different things you can do in the morning, and so I sat down. I was like, okay, what do I want to do? What will fill my cup and something I can look forward to, and something that I can do in 30 minutes or less. So long way to answer your question here. So what I do is I journal like pen to paper. I write down, I'm looking at it because I got it in front of me here, but I write down what are my priorities for today? I write down what am I grateful for? I write Mm. down what's my biggest win from yesterday because I'm doing it in the morning. I write down who am I going to reach out to today, whether that's a family member, a team member, client, whatever. I also journal very, very intentionally though. I journal on what my intentions are for the day, like how I want to show up across love, energy, and work. And I got that from a course I took called Optimize. It's not something I made up. And then I write down some of my affirmations. I meditate for five minutes. I exercise for five minutes, typically pull-ups, push-ups, those kind of things, constant movement. And then I read a page or two. Right now I'm reading this book here, 177 Mental Toughness Secrets of the World Class by Steve Seibold. Seibold? So that's what I do. That's 30 minutes or less. It sounds like a lot, but if you think about it, It most of the stuff is very micro, micro exercises.
0: So miracle morning, that's like a, like two hours or something. I mean, it's
1: hour and a half. Yeah. It it, it was starting to become like friction. Like I was like, oh goodness. I know, but
0: (laughs) (laughs) I can't get this all known now. I'm stressed out about it. So how (laughs) did you decide on what goes into your, into your morning?
1: It's because I've been doing morning routines for so long. I kind of knew what, what was important to me, what made me feel good like gratitude practice and celebrating wins and journaling. Those were things that I've always been, I was, I was always doing. And I, I really gravitated towards them. And so it was really, honestly, I, it was a journaling exercise. I just sat down and said, okay, well, what would I want to include? I knew there was like th- certain things based on the five years of, do- of just tinkering that I knew yeah. I wanted to include. And then, okay, well, how can I keep it to 30 minutes? Like the five minutes of exercise, I mean, yeah the pull-ups and push-ups and all that stuff, it's hard, but that's not the only exercise I do. That's just my morning, like kickstart the engine kind of thing. And so mm-hmm. I just played around with it and put down like, okay, well, you know, if I'm going to exercise for five minutes, and meditate for five minutes, that leaves me about 20 minutes. Okay. Journaling will probably take me five minutes. The questions will take me. I was just putting times next to them and just kind of moving things around until I got to what I thought was it. And then I did it for a couple of weeks and I liked it. And so I've stuck with the same routine for about a year now, just okay. you know, more or less.
0: I was curious how long. So that that's really interesting. And now you, I know you said earlier, it was like, what's going to fill my cup? So yeah. like, what's going to give me energy, that type of thing.
1: What's going to give me energy. Yeah. What's going to make me feel good. I mean, like the priority stuff, that's more work related. So it's kind of like my to-do list too. And so like throughout the day, I'll check off things like on my to-do list right now. I still have three more things I need to do. And I always like to get those things checked off because
0: it feels good. <laughs> it feels so good to draw a line through them, doesn't it? It does. It does. So. I really like the one thing you said too, who am I going to reach out to today? Why is that on your list? Well,
1: because I was trying to think of like the priorities is is for work mostly. And I was trying to think about what can I do? And some of this stuff is mindset and then body. But I was thinking like, what can I do for relationships? You know, because I know for me, at least, like if I don't make a habit around it, like I'll just be at work and just stuck in my little zone. And so it forces me to think about, because like every day after like a couple of weeks, once you know a tremendous amount of people, it's like, who am I going to reach out to today? And so between like family and clients and team members, I think about who I haven't spoke to in a while. What did I write down today? Uh, I wrote down a client today. And so I just, it may, it's, it's basically me creating a system around just being intentional with reaching out to people.
0: Yeah. I really love that. Thank you. Because it's something that can, it can get so, it can get overlooked.
1: Yes. You know, and I- uh, yeah, 100%.
0: And I think that people are, I think people need that connection now more than ever. And so I, I just love that. I'm, I'm going to be stealing that one. So why do you think the morning routines are so important for people?
1: Yeah. So I think it goes back to being intent, being uh, like the, the type of person that's going to wake up early to invest in themselves. Mm-hmm. For me, it, it changed my identity because then like, once you start doing that and you look for other areas, because like. At least for me, I just can't stop there because then I'm looking at like, okay, what else can I do throughout the day? What other habits can I add? And so it's really about just shaping about how I think about myself. Because if you're the type of person that's going to wake up early, even if it's 15 minutes earlier than you need to, to do something that's going to invest in yourself, it does slowly change you, at least based on my experience. And like I said, then I I start to look for other areas like, what books am I going to read? What am I going to listen to? Um, I mean, in my extreme case, it led me to creating this whole website with a podcast, but that's what happens. Like the journey, you know, it takes you in different places.
0: It does kind of change your identity. I think it was, um, gosh, was it something that I read in Atomic Habits with James Clear? But he said, when you start taking actions in a certain direction, then you start to identify with that type of person. Like I'm the type of person that I invest in myself by working out or whatever that might be. So I totally see that. I love that.
1: Yeah. And then you like, even if you take it to another level, then like I joined a mastermind. And so now I'm around other business owners that also do morning routines, most of them, or do some form mm-hmm. of personal development. And so then it just reinforces. Then it, then it really, because like like Jim Rohn said, you're the average of the five people you hang around with. And so it just snowballs from there.
0: Yeah, Boy, I love Jim Rohn. And I wish yeah, he was still my- alive. Oh, man.
1: I wish to- he was still
0: Ah, oh, I used to have all of his all of his CDs. Oh my goodness, I loved him. I remember there was one he talked about, like people being at like a basketball game or something, and they leave, you know, but when there's still like five minutes on the clock because they want to beat the traffic, and he's like, "Beat the traffic? That's stupid! <laughs> like stay to the end of the game." I remember I was driving down the road and I listened to that when I was I was just cracking up with it. So, so you have a whole podcast dedicated to the, to this. What are some of the most intriguing ideas that you've heard other people have as part of their morning routines.
1: The one that there's a couple that stand out. I mean, I've had some that are pretty extreme, like three hour marathon, literally three hour morning routines.
0: Oh my god! Where they're
1: doing, like I mentioned before, red light therapy, which I don't even have to. It's like some sort of UV kind of thing that you. I'm not fully wow. clear on it, but the the one guy with the cold ice bath, he bought a product that was specific for plunging into ice baths, so he. It's a, it's a special bath, I don't know, that you fill up with ice and water. And then he pl- he throws himself into it every morning. So that's pretty extreme. I don't see myself doing that in the near future. <laughs> um, but the one, the journaling one, I thought was interesting. Because I thought this was something that anyone could do. And he, he got it from somewhere else. I think they call it the morning pages. And so basically what he does is every morning, his whole morning routine is just the journaling. So he writes three pages every morning, like an actual like notebook. And he said by the second page, it starts to get hard because what am I going to write? You know, he tries to go free flowing. And then by the yeah. third page, it's like the stuff that's coming out of his mind. Is, it's really interesting. And he does it every morning, three pages. He's also a comedian. So I think that mm. kind of sparks his creativity. So yeah. I thought that was really fascinating too. I'm trying to think of what else. The one I mentioned earlier about the woman who walks her dog for exercise outside, but then she lives in a neighborhood where I guess people litter. So every morning she takes her dog for a walk and she cleans up the garbage and then goes home, throws it away. And I guess it's like giving back to the community too,
0: yeah. getting outside,
1: getting exercise. So that was interesting.
0: Yeah. Beautifying her environment. Yeah. I love that. What I really like about this too is it really goes to finding out what works for you. Yes. Now I know you said you do a little bit of meditation, just five minutes of it. Okay. Was that an easy practice for you to start?
1: It was not at first. And I've done different types. I've done like, uh, their Calm app for like 12-minute guided meditations. Yeah. I've done 20, 25 minutes. Insight Timer, they have a lot of good, good stuff on there as well. What I found is that it's much better now. My my mind was very noisy. I kept on thoughts were just like, yeah. firing on all cylinders. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. It's a matter of just like recognizing the thought and then coming back to your breath. And now I find my mind's very clear. Like I don't have as many. It's still, of, obviously... I'm alive. So I still have thoughts, but it's not like distracting like it was before. So it has yeah. gotten easier for sure.
0: Yeah. I think that's a really important thing that you just said there too, because I always thought your mind was just supposed to be calm. And so I always thought I was failing at meditation because my like, yeah. mind's not calm. And then I'd get stressed out about it. But it's like, no, no, it's the act of bringing it back. That's the power. And it's like, oh, okay. So then I felt a lot better about it because I think there is something really powerful about starting the day, even just like with the five minutes, it it doesn't have to be two hours in a special room. And it's just, how do you integrate it into your life?
1: Yeah, exactly. It's think of it like lifting weights, like the reps you put in same thing with your mind, like your mind's getting distracted. Okay. Bring it back to the breath gets distracted. Okay. And you keep on doing that and your mind gets stronger. I know it sounds kind of crazy, but it, it is actually true. I can testify to it.
0: And you know, neuroscientists have studied that too. So it's documented. It's not just like, oh, that makes sense. I wanted to ask you something too. On your, I think it was on your website where you're talking about your story a little bit. Mm -hmm. You said something like, How could I be a good leader to my clients and team if I wasn't investing wholeheartedly in myself? Do you remember that part of it? Can you tell me more? Because that really stood out to me, that investing in yourself.
1: Yeah, because I think it's it comes back to your identity too. Like for me at Ballantine. I was the marketing director for a while. So it was by myself pretty much, you know, because I was Mm -hmm. a director of one who's directed myself. And so then we had the whole. we started the digital division and we had, we started bringing on team members as the business grew. And so now I had to lead people, but I wasn't used to being a leader. And so I felt like sort of like a very uncomfortable in those situations, you know, because I never was exposed to that kind of the management and dealing with people and disciplining them and like trying to make sure they're supported and all that goes into management. And so I just felt like I'm not a fake, but I just felt very uncomfortable. And so I knew I had to invest in myself to change my identity into someone that was a good leader, or at least was trying to be a good leader. And so you know, I looked at personal development as sort of like an exercise for that whole thing, just becoming a better, stronger person to, that can lead a team. Because for a while, I felt honestly felt very inadequate as a leader. And not that I have it all figured out now, but I feel a lot more confident. I feel yeah. like I actually am a leader to them. And I feel like they see the investments I'm making in them too. And so maybe they they feel the same way, hopefully. I'm not yeah. answer your question. I feel like I'm not, but
0: no, I, I no, it's 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 perfect. And and I totally agree with you. And I think that when they see you making the investment, they're like, wow, here's someone who's trying to get better. Think about what we're role modeling when we do that. And I just yeah. think that's really powerful.
1: Yeah, because if you have think about like if you had a leader, a boss, or whatever you want whatever word you want to use, and they're coming in late every day. They're not really paying attention to you. They're not very easy to talk to. They're very standoffish. You know, that's not like that's not like the kind of leader you want to be. And then you f- think about it, on the flip side, someone that is like, you know, they're doing team building exercises. They're you can see they're investing in you doing professional training. They're present when when they're talking to you. They're coming to you with ideas. They're listening to you. It's like night and day. And so I was not that I was the first half, I wasn't, but I was like, I felt like I was wishy-washy because I didn't really feel like I belonged in that Mm -hmm. position. And so I was trying to build myself up to the point where I felt like I belonged.
0: I also think anytime we're trying something new, it's so easy to slide into that. Like if you want to call it imposter syndrome or like, oh my goodness, but we're doing something new for crying out loud. How are we supposed to be good at it if it's new?
1: Yeah, that was the word I was trying to think of, but I could not think of it. So the imposter syndrome. <laughs>
0: <That's> <laughs> you know? Okay.
1: I know it's called something. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> that's okay. Now I, I kind of mentioned this earlier, but now you come from a family of entrepreneurs, like third generation. Is that right?
1: I'm third generation. My great uncle Tom, uh, rest in peace. He started in 1966. And then my grandfather joined in 68, my dad in 78, my uncle in 84. And then, you know, me and my brothers, well, my brother Matt, 2003, and then Married the brother in 14.
0: That's amazing. Yeah. So not everyone grows up in that type of family, you know, mm-hmm. the family of entrepreneurs. So what do you think some of the best, I don't know, lessons or things that you learned from having grown up in that environment?
1: I got to see two different, I don't, my, my uncle Tom and my grandfather, they were out of the business by the time I was like old enough to be aware of it. So if I look at my dad and my uncle, it was very, two different styles, both very successful both good at what they do. My dad was like a working maniac, like literally 100 hour weeks yeah. at one point, you know. Where my, Whereas my uncle, he was more about work life balance, still worked a lot, of course, but mm. he was like very, so I got to see two different sides of it. They also had different ways that they approach clients and the way they sold, and they're both very good, but different styles. So I got to see, I think it's really uh, the work ethic, you know, like what it really takes to be good at what you do and the different ways you can approach it.
0: And now, and okay, so something you just said there triggered one of your blog posts was something about, oh, it was uh, I think it was a client maybe who had passed away. And you put it was a yes. reminder that life is short. And you said in there something like, how do you balance and I might get this wrong, but something like how do you balance uh, focusing on success, but also having fun?
1: Right. Yeah, I remember that I was at the wake and I was thinking to myself, man, this he built a I don't know what his life at home was like. Maybe he he, he had work life balance, but he got me thinking because he he was a client, he was young, I think he was in the 60s. Him and his brothers built this this really big company, very successful. And yeah. just like that, he's gone. And I was like, Man, like that's so it's so young to pass away, you know? And uh and so it got me thinking, and I've already been thinking as I get older, so I'm 43, so I think statistically my life is halfway over, and so I think. More and more about this. Like, I, I want to be a success. I want to work hard. I want to do certain things and see certain things like the road trips that we do with my girls. That takes time and money, but I also want to enjoy myself too. And so that topic keeps on coming up my head over and over again. And then events like the client passing away at a young age, it just reinforces yeah. and I start thinking about it more. And so I don't know if I have the answer to it, but my p- approach, I'll give you my approach to it, is just being like in- intentional with the hours that I have. And this is not going to be anything like mind blowing, but you know, I've got my three daughters, they're in sports. So I try to make it to every sport. I have moments where I'm driving them. I'm like an unpaid Uber driver starting at five o'clock where <laughs> yeah. I'm driving around, you know, just doing my thing. And, uh, and so it's, it's time with them. You know, we go out to eat a lot now, like whether that's like Panera or something like a, a local restaurant, just looking for opportunities to spend time with them. And then the same thing with friends, like, you know, if we get an invite to go somewhere, I just try to say yes, no matter what. And then when I have my work hours, just like, you know, only working on things that's going to matter, that's going to move the needle. you know, not working on things that's kind of just fluffy and just busy, busy work. And so that's my approach. In addition, just re rebalancing. Like if I feel like my family needs more of my attention or the work, I try to be conscious of that and then shift my attention as needed. I don't say have it fig- figured out perfectly, but it's mm-hmm. a work in progress.
0: Yeah. But- even though, even though, Ryan, you say it, you don't maybe don't have it figured out perfectly. I think I think that the, the beauty in it is having the intention yeah. and then the awareness to say, how am I doing? Do I need to adjust or is this? I mean, not every single week is the same. Sometimes maybe your girls need you more. Maybe they have some. I mean, I know that teenage girls can have a lot of drama at times. <laughs> you know, they yeah. might need sometimes they might need dad more than other times. So, so I love that because I, I think. Sometimes, you know, we want something to be such a routine and, you know, or or whatever, but it's like, sometimes we need to flex with it a little bit.
1: Yeah. And I I try to keep my radar open for just opportunities. Like if my wife needs me to drive one of my girls to practice, okay, well, that's time I can spend with them. And so just looking for opportunities that even if it's small to be around, Um, And then, like I said before, when I'm at work, really being focused on working on things that's going to matter, that matters. It seems to be working, you know, it seems to be working.
0: I think that last thing too, the focusing on what really matters when you're at work, it's so easy for people to get distracted. And then a couple hours go by years ago. Oh my God, this was, I don't know, in the nineties, I worked at a law firm in Chicago and it was a mid-sized firm. And one of the attorneys, his name was Richard. Richard worked harder than almost anybody. He came in at 8.30. He ate lunch at his desk. He didn't take a two-hour lunch or anything like that. I mean, he was working hard and he was on the train because we were in the train station building. It was in Chicago. He's on the five o'clock train out and and everyone else is staying late. And he's like, no, I work harder when I'm here. And then I'm going home to my family because I think he had two daughters, maybe a son and a daughter. It was a long time ago. But he's like, when I'm here, you get all of me, but I'm going home to my family because they deserve all of me too. And that always just stood out to me. Quick question on that. How do you know when you're working what matters most? What deserves Ryan's attention?
1: I've been thinking about starting like a time blocking on my calendar where I only I carve out like one hour a day to focus on like the most important things, like what and I'm thinking about like what does that look like for me? Probably sales, outreach reaching out to clients. But I think it depends on your business. You need to know like what you can delegate out and then what is really important for you to focus on. Generally speaking, it's usually sales activities, or if you're managing a team, investing in your team, or if you're a creative person, like writing content, depending on your business.
0: And I can completely see how that part of your morning routine would help you with that, Yeah, with, with that Just intention around it.
1: Yeah. I mean, for like my intentions, like I mentioned, I write down my intentions. For work, I write down confident, calm, and ambitious. Those are like reminders for me to be confident and be calm, even in situations where they're hard, because I tend to not be. Now I'm, I'm better, though, and ambitious. And then for love, I write down warm, present, and encouraging. And then for energy, I write down abundant, grateful, and zestful. And so those are like the things huh. that I are important to me, that how I want to show up. Yeah. And I write the same things down every day, but it's just a good reminder for myself. Yeah.
0: So it's the same thing on the intentions.
1: Every day. I mean, maybe I'll change it in the future, but those are the yeah. things that mean a lot to me.
0: That's really cool. Okay, so this is a total curiosity question. When okay. you started the when you or nosy, don't know which, but we'll go with curious. When you started the routine, did people around you start to notice a difference in you? Uh
1: good question. I mean, my kids know I'm like the morning routine person, but I would say I don't remember like when I first started the morning routine when the business was in a crappy spot. Things got better, but I wasn't like everyone. It's the morning routine, you know. Like I, I you know, I don't. No one ever said said anything to me like you seem different to me. But I, they also know I was into that stuff because before I started doing the morning routine, it was the books I would read, the content I would consume. Like they knew I kind of leaned in that direction. What I find now is that maybe it's the mastermind, maybe if I'm getting older, maybe it's all this stuff with the personal development, but I find that I talk about this stuff a lot more with clients, with friends, you know, like having clients on my podcast. Um, if I'm at a soccer game, the questions I ask, I go into like podcast mode where I'm like, ugh. <laughs> I gotta like shake myself off, you know. I gotta start <laughs> asking questions that they're probably like, "This guy's a little bit weird," but I, you <laughs> know, but I, they seem receptive to it. So,
0: you know, I think people like when people are curious about them. That's true. How often does that happen? A lot that's of true. times, we're just busy with our own stuff, so they probably do like it. They might also think, "Oh man, that's weird." <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: just, I look your mind on a podcaster, so sort of. A yeah, I know. Fun, oh my you know. god.
0: I was talking to someone earlier today. We just reached out via LinkedIn, and we just wanted to chat, whatever. And I found myself going right into it. I'm like, "You're not. He's not a guest on the podcast. Leave him alone." <laughs> so, you mentioned your podcast. Tell us a little bit about that.
1: Yeah. So, my podcast. It's called the Morning Upgrade Podcast. Okay. Very, uh, very unique to the brand. And so, every Sunday, I release a new episode. They're 15 to 20 minutes long. You know, short and sweet. We talk about their morning routines, habits, the meaning of life. Uh, what else I any mean, it's things in their business like challenges how they got through it uh how they grow their business i, I cycle between like business and personal development pretty short yeah. and sweet 15 20 minutes and uh yeah i have a lot of interesting guests on you know just uh from comedians to business owners to i've had the number one bowler in the world on NFL player you know just uh, just different stuff that's cool
0: so you tackle the meaning of life
1: i asked that question i've been asking myself a lot that late, a lot a lot that lately too, like what, what is the meaning of life, you know? Cause I, you think about it, like we all just go by our day and, you know, work and pay bills and hang out with friends. But like, why are we all here? Like, what's the purpose of all this? I find myself asking that a lot. I yeah. don't know if you have, a, have an answer to it, but I just find like, what what are we all doing? It's gotta be some reason. And I don't know, as I get older, I ask myself that a lot.
0: Yeah. So what are some of the answers that have presented themselves for you when you ask well, yourself one, that question?
1: You know, one guest said, I think, I thought it was really interesting. This is the first one that came to mind. The meaning of life is finding the meaning of life, meaning like trying new things and experimenting Mm. and and exploring and just putting yourself out of your comfort zone to find the meaning of life for you. Because it is a personal question. So I thought that was like really the mind twist, like a mind twist
0: answer. And like, what about for you?
1: For me, it's a few things. It's more of like a bullet list as I think about this question. It's giving back, like ha- having impact, like making a difference, like mm-hmm. doing something that means something, you know? And that's my answer there is like doing the best I can at home and at work. And then with Morning Upgrade, of course, like the content I try to put out, I'm I'm doing it because I'm trying to have create something of impact. Having fun for sure. Like me and my wife like to have fun. I uh, got a new neighbor behind the street and uh, we were like him and his wife, we all hit it off. And I was over his house yesterday, just hanging out with the kids get along and they all play. And so looking for opportunities to have fun. Yeah, uh, We do road trips. Now I mentioned that starting COVID uh, we start doing road trips. We're trying, we're going to, the plan is to hit all 50 States by time. My daughters, my oldest daughter's 17. So we got five more years. We're at 28 and the 50th state, the 50th one will be Hawaii. So we're going to celebrate with the, so we're going to make it happen, but those are so like we turn it into like an education thing too. We'll see like museums and different monuments and like different, like the badlands and just different areas that are really cool. So working hard, creating impact and then having fun, trying to find a way to like mesh that into one, one life. That's for me that that's the answer.
0: Yeah. Love that. How do your girls feel about the road trips? Are they still into that? Or is it like, Oh geez, we had to be in the car.
1: No, honestly, I mean, it helps if we have phones now. I don't know how parents would do it, you know, 20 years ago. So it's like,
0: <laughs> we need to look out the phone. window. <laughs> <You
1: know>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, that would be tough. Uh, they <laughs> honestly love it. I mean, like, because what we do is we, we, well, sometimes we'll stay in a city for two nights, but generally we're seeing one city every night. So my yeah. wife will map it all out. And so we're going from here to there and like in the hotel, out the hotel, different restaurants, mm. sightseeing, different, different, different local attractions, Mount Rushmore, different things like that. And so it's like honestly, it's like an adventure. When my wife had the idea in COVID, I was like, oh, that's sounds like a terrible idea to in the car for that long with the kids. <laughs> but then after a couple of days, I'm like, man, this is this is amazing. It's like you're yeah. on a journey, you know, just seeing different places. It it amazes me how much there is in the US that we don't know about. So much stuff.
0: There's so much to see. It's unbelievable.
1: Oh, unbelievable.
0: What I love about that is you're really creating memories that like you and you and your family, your girls, they'll, they'll have those memories forever. You know, so I yeah. love that. Love that. And creating and,
1: resilience, you know, because it's like not, it's, not hard. It's, it's hard <laughs> to travel and in and out and try to be good. and
0: Yeah. Being in the car with your sisters, that sometimes is really hard. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I had three out. sisters. It's like, you're oh, you on my side. Like, Remember that? Like, she's touching me. She's touching me. <laughs> it's like, no, that's I'm we not. Get the
1: bucket. We got the bucket seats. The bucket seats help because like uh, in the back, That's that was a game changer.
0: Oh, yeah. We had a yeah. pinto. No bucket seats in the back of a pinto. <laughs> <laughs> God. So hey, this has been a lot of fun. And I know you have to leave soon to go pick up your girls. But tell us, how can people find out about you? Is there anything going on that you want to mention to the listeners? Yeah. I
1: mean, so if you go to morningupgrade.com, that's where the blog and the, the book and the podcast is. I actually started I have a newsletter opt-in there as well. So everything's really, you know, at morningupgrade.com.
0: Perfect. Perfect. Thank you so much for joining us. This has been a lot of fun. I've really enjoyed it.
1: Thanks, Bobby. Me too.
0: I hope that you enjoyed that conversation. And I have to say, talking about the road trips there at the end brought back a ton of happy memories. So fun stuff. Here's what stood out to me in the conversation. How much falls into place? when we live our lives from a place of intention. Think about how much of Ryan's story is about starting his day with intention and then acting with intention throughout the day. Even down to things like doing what matters most in his business to who will I reach out to today? Or how do I wanna be when I'm around my my wife and kids? I think that putting our intentions into play like Ryan is doing is so important. To me, it seems like intention without action could lead to regret over time. It reminds me of a quote by Disney. And the quote is this, we judge ourselves by our intentions. Others judge us by our actions. I've always loved that quote. And I think that by marrying the two things together, intention and action, that's a good recipe for leading our lives. Thanks so much for tuning in and for listening. I appreciate it so much. If you've enjoyed this episode, and if you have just a couple of seconds, maybe you'd go and leave us a review on Apple That would be such a big help. It'd be so amazing. It just helps more people find us. I hope that you have a wonderful week and make sure that you find ways to thrive.